Welcome back to another Eat Speak podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex. Did I say that right? Yes, for yes, yes. Podcasting, mm-hmm. I think so. I'm Bud Kennedy. I'm Robert Philpott. And Steve Wilson. And we were trying to get just the right amount of breathy podcast <laughs> into this as we No, really, we just come on here and we talk about food, and we're grateful that you listen to us talk about food. And we just come on and, and ramble about it. And this is one of the big times of year to talk about food because everybody wants to know where to go for Thanksgiving. And we have uh a list that I'm continuing to update on uh, www.dfw.com of uh, places that are open for Thanksgiving. Uh, and, and there are a lot. But, the big, but the, the big point you made. And the big point um, is we were discussing this right before the podcast is that every year um, we've done this story and we can see the analytics on the story. And every year it seems like the Monday before Thanksgiving is when the numbers for the stories jump because people are waiting until Thanksgiving week to make the reservations. And then there's a lot of people, these are probably the people who've already bought their Christmas presents too. A lot of people have already made the reservations and we're seeing limited availability on uh, open table. Bud can, uh, he's got it in front of him. He can address what is available. There's not that much. You know, I'm going to tell you, I looked uh, and not every restaurant is on open table and some of the most prominent ones are not, but just looking at who is on open table, this is a busy Thanksgiving. A lot of people have already booked their dinners, uh, you're going to need to make a call pretty quickly if you want to get a nice place. Places like Eddie V's, uh, Lonesome Dove have very limited space. Bird Cafe has a little bit more availability right before noon. Lucille's, which is one of the most popular mid-price Thanksgivings, you know, has a couple of slots left. Uh, Mercury Chop House, uh, which has not been you know that busy on a lot of holidays. Mercury Chop House has two slots left before Thanksgiving. Um, if you don't rush, you're going to wind up uh, eating someplace crazy for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to me that Mercury um, and a couple of other places are already so well booked because if you look at their websites, if you look at their Facebook page, you're not seeing anything about a Thanksgiving dinner. Right. Some of this is habit. People go to the same place every year and they start going somewhere and they fill up w- with, uh, with with return business. Uh, they, so they don't uh, they don't have any new space. And that's someplace, some of the, the traditional places, Lucille's. Ranchman's Cafe and Ponder, which has been doing a really country Thanksgiving for for many years, um, and uh, even the old South Pancake House, you know, places where families go year after year. Um, you know, Vance Godby's closed, but now those people go to Heaven's Gate in North Fort Worth. You know, places that have this return business don't have to advertise. Now, there are places looking at this list. Um, Blue Mesa Grill is known for its buffet, but it's not known for doing a Thanksgiving buffet. And this year, they're going to... Uh, at a carving station with uh, roast turkey, uh, glazed ham, corn cake stuffing. Um, this is the thing that really got my attention. Cranberry, jalapeno, relish, and more to uh, to their buffet. And they're going to be doing a buffet on uh, Thanksgiving Day on the Car- at the Carroll Street location. So that's their, their, the big Fort Worth Blue Mesa. Well, that's good. Uh, Robert, what do you have on Buffalo West? They have several times available. Um, you know, I did not get a lot of detail from Buffalo West, um, but they're, they're also another restaurant known for the buffet, and they just say all the fixings, plus the salad bar, very popular at Buffalo West. West um, it's uh, $42 for adults, $30 for, se- $30 for senior, $25 for children, goes down for children um, younger than um, um, 12. Um, not a lot of details, but this is another place that is known for its buffet and known for filling up. If you're in Arlington, the Keg Steakhouse, um, which was the best steakhouse in town until Mercury opened. You know, the keg has a couple of spots. And then uh, the prime steakhouses, of course, want a lot of money. 
but the Double Eagle downtown has some times before noon, and um, then so does Del Frisco's Grill, which is like the less expensive cousin. What is the price at the two Del Frisco's? Uh, Del Frisco's, um, the at uh, Double Eagle Steakhouse, this is actually pretty reasonable for Double yeah. Eagle Steakhouse. It's yeah. $49 per person for Very a three-course meal. And Del Frisco's Grill, it's, um, it's actually a la carte. So you have a roasted turkey breast with apple sage sausage stuffing for $25, uh, honey Dijon pork tenderloin for $29, and uh, regular menu items are also available. Okay, these are a couple of places we're just pulling out of our hat. There's a full list on DFW.com. Most restaurants do open on Thanksgiving, you know, fewer of them on Christmas Day, obviously. But, you know, please call your favorite restaurants and check with them, see if they're open, and then see if they have turkey because there are a lot of places like, uh, you know, uh, some Italian restaurants and some general restaurants that are open but just serve on a regular menu, some of the sports bars. And uh, I'd like to put in a plug for, you know, just some of the more inexpensive places um, like Golden Corral is doing uh, Thanksgiving in addition to its usual buffet. Old uh, South, Heaven's Gate. Old South, Heaven's Gate. Uh, Logan's Roadhouse, it's actually going to be closed on November 22nd, but it's doing a three-course Thanksgiving meal uh, now through November 21st. And that's uh, $14.98 uh, for um, pretty much a, just a classic meal, uh, a classic Thanksgiving meal. Now, where, where have you gone that you really like? Because I did, there's one place that I always recommend that's family, affordable, classic, historic 90 year history and you just have to drive a little ways if you say where could we drive a little ways and have a really good thanksgiving dinner well it's not exactly out in the country but the line forms at 10:45 a.m at the highland park cafeteria in dallas <laughs> and the turkey and dressing the pies the breads the sides they're the, the cafeteria of your grandmother's dreams and, and no reservation right and no reservation uh-huh. you get in line mm-hmm. at ten forty-five, and and the line runs solid until three and uh, big families small families uh it's not in highland park anymore it's at buckner and abram but i went over and peeked around last week and and the uh, you know everything looks clean and pretty and they have the the all the row of portraits of the presidents just like always and the uh, the turkey was the turkey and dressing was ready to scoop up. They have it not just on Thanksgiving. They have it most days at the Highland Park. And this year they also have a prime rib special. So mm. if you'd yeah. like a, a the turkey dinner is fifteen uh, with sides and pie. And actually the prime rib dinner is less than twenty for prime rib with sides and pie. So uh, load up the family, go to Dallas. And, uh, you know, I, I know some of you say, well, we don't want to go to Dallas. But uh, here's, here's my advice. If you, get, if you get shut out of where you want to go in Fort Worth, take a little drive. Either go to the Highland Park Cafeteria in Dallas or to the Coffee Cup in Heiko or to Jake and Dorothy's in Stephenville. They're, they're all about a 45-minute drive, and you'll have a good time getting in at one of those. Well, you mentioned Ranchman's uh, Cafe in Ponder, and I went there with my Wife's uh, most of her extended family actually lives in, in Dallas, Fort Worth. In, you know, either Weatherford or Capel. Um, uh, there are a few people out of town visitors, and um, we we have my mother-in-law has got a gluten allergy. My wife is vegetarian. You had picky kids there. Ranchman's treated everybody beautifully. So there there was I was really impressed with them. Had a good plate of food there too. The other place, and more inexpensive, that we had been um, treated pretty well was uh, another um, chain that doesn't have as many locations as it used to, Mimi's Cafe. I think there's uh, one in southwest Fort Worth and one in Arlington, I believe. The slowly dying Mimi's Cafe. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Thanksgiving, there was, um, was uh, it's been a few years since we've been there for Thanksgiving, but it was packed. 
Yeah. And it was good. Now, uh, we have some new openings uh, this week, and then we have some new ones coming up to talk about. Uh, Robert, we just got news. We got big pizza news this morning. Big pizza news. Um, the long-awaited um, location of uh, Grimaldi's Pizzeria, the Brooklyn-based chain, has finally announced an opening in the shops at Clear Fork. Uh, it's uh, scheduled to open December 14th. Um, there are a few other uh, locations of Grimaldi in Dallas-Fort Worth. Grapevine. And the the one I've eaten at was actually um, right over the Brooklyn Bridge in uh, Tripa. We, my wife and I made to New York in uh, 2009. It is, I don't know what to say. It's classic New York pizza. Don't eat it with a fork. Fold it over so the sauce doesn't, so the, the yeah. sauce doesn't drip out. Uh, big slices. Um, good um, pizza. Black bottom. Old school stuff. It's thin. Yeah. It's yeah. crisp. It's black bottom. It's coal fired. Mm-hmm. It's really good at... Uh, and I think uh, when you went to that one in, what was it, 2009? Yeah. Now, I, I think they had already announced the Fort Worth location. Yeah, it then. seems, uh, yeah, and, that, and that Fort Worth location, they, they announced the, the, the Fort West Worth. The West Bend before, yeah. before Clear Fort. Yeah, so. They announced the, the Fort Worth location before there was a place to put a Fort Worth location. That's right. And so mm-hmm. now so now they're fin- the finally long-awaited Grimaldi's emergence. Uh, Ashim's is about to open downtown within the next few days. Ashim's is a... Uh, hibachi grill, but it, it's uh, you know sushi, hibachi, and Thai rolled ice cream. So it's kind of a Pan Asian restaurant on Taylor Street, uh, facing Hoya, the Korean restaurant, cat a corner from Mercury, and it's uh, it'll be a large Pan Asian restaurant open till midnight, 1 a.m. And if you're wondering where's the owner from, the owner's actually from Kazakhstan. So mm-hmm. you have a, a little bit of uh, a, a little bit of everything from Asia represented. But it looks like it's going to be a cool place. It's interesting to me, and I, I think Steve can talk about it a little bit more here. There's a little pocket of Asian restaurants right there. There's, as you mentioned, Hoya across the street, the Hoya Korean Kitchen. And then next door to Hoya on Third um, Street is Piranha. 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 And then <clears throat> P.F. Chang's, Chang's, which is where most people are going to eat. They're going to walk into P.F. Chang's and skip the independent restaurant. That's your, your pan-Arizona Asian. <laughs> well, the P.F. Chang's here is kind of a little different because it's a test P.F. Chang's. So the it's menu, actually good. Yeah, the menus here are with the, they test things out and they appear on menus later on at other P.F. Chang's. So you're going to um, be able to get um, sushi at two restaurants in downtown Fort Worth, or, or three, I guess, that are about a block from uh, one another. Well, I'm excited. There's a new hibachi place downtown because now I'm going to be doing hibachi at lunch. Yeah, he, yeah. Hibachi grill would be great to have. Mm-hmm. So. The, the, Steve is the hibachi guy. <laughs> Plus, it's going to get cold. So, a hibachi grill on a cold day. Oh yeah, is a, a, a great warm place to come in and, and have like a a nice a rice bowl. And Ashim's will have um, not just chicken and and <laughs> normal. They'll have they'll have a, a ribeye steak. Then they have a New York strip. And they actually have filet mignon. And so, well, whatever the lunch special is, I plan to get. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they're going to have good all around. And then there'll be the first Thai rolled ice cream in downtown, too. So we'll have a little bit of that. And uh, Robert, you have another opening uh, Stax, in Roanoke? Stack's Biscuit House, another long-awaited restaurant. I think it was uh, announced last year. Is um, had its grand opening uh, yesterday, finally, in Roanoke. I don't have the menu in front of me, but it is basically biscuit sandwiches, Savory, sweet, you can get both there. Going um, um, as we record we this. We need going, a biscuit restaurant. Going this week we really needed that. And uh, Dwell Coffee and Biscuits. Uh, the Burleson-based Dwell Coffee and Biscuits is adding a location near TCU. There's a 
bank tower right behind yeah, the seven. There's an ugly bank tower, and they're going in the lobby of the ugly bank yeah, tower. Yeah, and uh, they're supposed to open this month. He was shooting for November 15th. He didn't think he was going to make it, but he's still saying he's going to open in November. That's going to be a challenge getting people into that old bronze-looking bank that's across from the Kroger. But, but Dwell has a good product, and so I think they'll be able to at least, you know, lobby for some support. And uh, we, we had thought that um, this year would be um, kind of a biscuit trend, but it's taken these places long enough to open that it's almost like next year is going to be the biscuit trend. But I thought earlier this year, kind of went on a biscuit crawl, if I recall right. Well, I mean, we've always been looking for good biscuits, and I have recently renewed my acquaintance with two of the be- best old school biscuits in town, one being at the Blue Bonnet Cafe in Haltom City, which has these big puffy old biscuits uh, from the recipe that used to be served at Cactus Flower, which was the Greer's restaurant. Greer's now in Stephenville. But, uh, you know, without getting into the who started what, they have these big old Cactus Flower biscuits that are the biscuits of everybody's dreams at Fort Worth. They're still just as good. They have the I Love Lucy decor, which is now 70 years old. But, you know, it, it's uh, it's still a great biscuit. Place. How, how tall are the biscuits? Oh, uh, the biscuits are several inches tall. I mean, mm-hmm. to, I'd say a good two to two and a half inches oh, that's tall. Oh, I have to try that out. And then uh, and then Montgomery Street Cafe, which I was going to talk about, because Mon- uh, Montgomery Street Cafe kind of put out the SOS lately and said, look, uh, they've had our, our street uh, cut off for months. They had the side street cut off. People are having to, like, park a block away and slosh through the mud to get to Montgomery Street Cafe. Please come. And, you know, the big thing is Montgomery Street Cafe is good. And it's someplace that I haven't talked about because I go to the Paris all the time and and all these other Dixie House and all these other plate lunch cafes that have more selection. Plus, Montgomery Street was tiny. It had like smoking for a long time. And it just, you know, it, it wasn't where I stopped first. But the breakfasts are great. The biscuits are great. I mean, once again, there are these big pillowy biscuits, and Montgomery Street has some of the better gravy to go with them, too. So these are old-school biscuits in Fort Worth, uh, Blue Mountain on Haltom Road, Montgomery Street Cafe on Montgomery. Montgomery Street's, now both of these restaurants are only open for breakfast and lunch. Montgomery Street has breakfast and lunch during the week and uh, breakfast on Saturday. And it's a place that everybody loves. It's 70 years old. People remember going there, and right now they need folks to come back. And here we, we segue into restaurants that are struggling because of construction. Yeah, um, the paving problems. And, and uh, there's we, we were talking about um, Angelo's off right. White Settlement, which seems to have been under construction for Those ever. bridges. Well, they just celebrated this uh, last week as we speak here in, uh, in, in mid-November. They just marked, I think, four years since the beginning of the construction on the Panther Island bridges. And everybody at the time thought it would take two years. And so Angelo's on White Settlement Road and Clay Pigeon, just beyond it, have been cut off from downtown now for four years. And, you know, you know that means a lot for a little place like Angelo's that counts on um, brisket sandwiches at lunch, people leaving downtown, stopping for a beer. They're not able to do that. Now, Angelo's did fend off the barbecue competition in Montgomery Plaza. But, uh, you know, please, when you see barricades, when you see street construction, when you see the, you know, dead end, no outlet sign, if there's a restaurant, you know, down that road, go take care of them because they're going to be in trouble for a while. Yeah, that, those bridges, they, they just stopped working on totally because it, they, they had a construction problem of some sort, an engineering thing. There was an engineering problem. Yeah, the and so, they, so it just stopped. And so they were just, uh, they were abandoned. I mean, the bridges weren't being built right, and then they had to be re-engineered, and then they had to be reapproved, And so it, it's, a, it's a horrible process there in downtown Fort Worth uh, for Angelo's and for the Mexican Inn Cafe, 
there at Henderson and White Settlement, and then for Clay Pigeon, too, which has really suffered. And the, one of my little favorites, the little Daybreak Cafe, which uh, is kind of a little blue-collar working man's cafe there by the car repair shops on White Settlement Road, where they have like $5 plate lunches and $3 breakfasts. And it's a place to go if you're almost out of money. You can you can mm-hmm. eat great at, at $2, $2 burgers. Daybreak still has you know old school prices, and they're open from, 4 a, from 5 a.m. to 4 p.m., every day of the year Uh, but they're open on thanksgiving but no turkey so (laughs) but so you know just watch for construction um and um the that springs to mind also um there's been construction on colleyville boulevard that is oh my gosh that has led um the londoners location they closed their colleyville boulevard location i believe in uh late august or in september they were supposed to open on 121 by the end of september but they've had some delays I believe they're close to opening the new location, which will have a lot more visibility. Um, and uh, Teddy's Bigger Burgers, which was a pretty good Hawaiian-based chain that had one location, as far as I can recall, in Dallas-Fort Worth. It was in Colleyville. Um, shut down that location, and they blame construction. Right. And the lunch cafe and the village at Colleyville shut down. Uh, yeah, one of the problems in Colleyville is that was already people in Colleyville tended to go somewhere else to eat lunch and dinner. And that was already a problem. And then you put 26 under this mammoth construction project that, you know, for a long period of time. And so restaurants just started have just started struggling and falling. Out. And it's interesting. I, I live in far north Fort Worth. You would think it would be actually fairly easy to get to Colleyville, but it takes longer to get to Colleyville from the Alliance area than it does to get to uh, Magnolia because there's just not a really direct through route there. Robert, this is another discussion for another podcast, but the people in Colleyville did plan it that way. They intentionally blocked construction on North Heron Parkway uh, to go through their town because they didn't want a lot of people going through their town. So they made it so it was difficult to get to Colleyville. That was good for the people in Colleyville who wanted it to be more residential and less commercial, but it's bad for the restaurants that need the traffic and support. We can save that for a honking mad discussion. Right. <laughs> Until next time on the Eat Speak podcast, be sure and listen to us talk about dining, road construction, holidays, and uh, family habits. And we'll be back with a final wrap-up next week on Thanksgiving. I'm Bud Kennedy. I'm Robert Philpott. And Steve Wilson. 